happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm so glad to be back here with you live this week following that extended Thanksgiving break. And it gives me the opportunity to say that we have late-breaking news to start this week's show. Brian Franz, the president of ABC Daytime, has stepped down. He will continue with the network until January 2012 when his contract expires. At that time, ABC Daytime is going to be rebranded. It'll have a new name and be under the name Times Square Studios. The new company will focus on the creation of non-scripted or reality programming. For more on this story, you can check out SoapCentral.com. We've got all the details there, including comments, statements, reactions. It's a lot of stuff going on there. But as I mentioned, we are back here live this week, which means you guys can call in or you can tweet to be part of this week's show. If you'd like to call in, the number is 866-472-5788, and you can tweet us at SoapCentralLive. So I hope that all of you did have a happy and healthy Thanksgiving As I mentioned during last week's broadcast, I am so thankful every day for the support that you've all shown over the past 17 years on SoapCentral.com. You've made the site the most visited soap opera site on the Internet. And, of course, I'm equally thankful for the support you've shown over the past two years here on Soap Central Live. You've made this show the most listened-to program on the entire Voice America Talk radio network. I think that proves what... Soap Opera Digest columnist Carolyn Hinsey has been saying is true. Soaps still matter. Now, the holiday has also shuffled just a little bit our schedule. So if you are tuning in today to hear Crystal Chappelle, she's actually going to be here with us next week to help us celebrate episode number 100 of Soap Central Live. So be sure to tune in next week, Friday, December 9th, at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for an hour with Crystal Chappelle. But this week, we are just one week shy of that milestone, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to do a great show. In fact, this show has been called a once-in-a-lifetime interview that's going to feature a reunion of two General Hospital stars right here on the air. That's a lot of pressure, everybody, so I'm going to have to step up my game and see what happens. So, you know what? Let's get on with today's show. My... First guest is a daytime Emmy nominee known for roles on Days of Our Lives, Another World, but she may be best known as Leslie Weber on General Hospital. She's here today to reunite with her on-screen daughter. It's coming up later in the show. Very exciting, everybody. And to talk about an online project that they're both involved in. Denise Alexander, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you so much. I'm waiting for the ambulance to get here because when I heard your news, your breaking news, (laughs) I had to faint. You had to. There's, oh Gube, that's an interesting reaction. A lot of people uh, have been cheering and, and maybe getting ready to look for the local Bastille. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what, I'm just what, stunned. Stunned in a good way or stunned in a bad um, way? I'm I'm um, breath taken away. <laughs> the, the last few days have just been well. I guess really the last two days. It, it's more than one can. Comprehend, well, comprehend, take in. It's just bizarre, and, and I've been walking around town or in and out of appointments, and people have been saying, oh, is this really true? And I don't have a clue. Uh, the best I knew was less than the worst rumors I was hearing. 
so I'm just sitting there going, really? Oh, good grief. And that's you know, about where I am. I'm not a help to you at all. <laughs> that's actually a help because it gives us uh, an interesting way to segue from that into our discussion. I think that a lot of SOAP fans will be maybe somewhat comforted in knowing that the folks that they like to see on screen really maybe not be much more in the know about what's going on than they are. Well, it's inherent in the genre, I think. I started so long ago, and I've never yet been on a show where they really wanted the actors to know what was going to happen next. Um, And it was a battle because you wanted to know. You were as interested as anybody watching the show, and more so it was your character and your character's interaction with the other characters. And I've never known an actor who enjoyed and loved being on soaps that wasn't as passionate about the storyline as the most passionate member of the audience. But (laughs) it used to be a great bone of contention because they the people in the office didn't want to tell you what was going on because they were quite sure that you, the actor, would then play that. And that's about as silly as you can get in the field of entertainment because let's look at people who read the whole script to a movie and then have to go make it, or episodes of a TV show, or for goodness sakes, a play that they have to do every night. Part of your job is keeping it fresh and not playing the end result, but they, that's in great quotes and italics and underlined, were always very worried. I kind of understand that. I understood it once I got on the producing side of the camera where <laughs> the actors are kind of <laughs> like children or pets or something. <laughs> and so I've seen both sides. Um, but um, very, very seldom will you find a performer who knows as much as somebody sitting in the office knows. Or, it seems, people out there in the audience who now have you guys and the Internet and the radio shows and the online stuff that wasn't available before. Well, quickly going back, one of the things that I always like to find out is Mm -hmm. how everyone sort of got to where they, they are. I know that your father, I believe he was an agent, um, not when I started. I started as a kid, and he, but he was in the business. And so he knew a lot of people, and that led to a door opening for me to go through into a world that I adored. He became an agent um, later on when I was, oh, I guess I was uh, in my teens, because a lot of he'd made a lot of friends. He was a very bright man. He loved theater. He'd grown up in the entertainment business, and and would be the person that a lot of people came to for advice. And then they wanted him to represent them, and that led him to that. And then ultimately, he was he was a brilliant man who um, got impatient, I guess, or maybe bored. I don't know. Felt he had done as much as he wanted to or could in a certain field, and he'd go on. And then he became a stockbroker and a charting analyst in that field. So at a point in my life, he was in there and a great help for me. Uh, and then he was gone. Hmm. Does that make any sense at all? Absolutely. Okay. I know that we are getting uh, calls. We are getting tweets we're getting all kinds of stuff here from folks who are so excited about this reunion that we have 
uh, in store here. Again, I, I, some folks have been calling it once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So before we before we bring on and make this, I feel like this is my as close as I'm going to get to being Oprah uh, <laughs> as, as I can possibly get here. Let's just a little bit uh, to sum up and, and to sort of set the stage. What are some of your fondest memories from your time on General Hospital? Um, the amazing actors that I was blessed enough to be able to work with, and as as I grew in being a part of the show, the astounding opportunity as an actor because they trusted me, the, the same they um, trusted me to be able to do, to play such a wide range of emotional experiences from heavy drama to sitcom comedy. Um, it, it's that kind of an experience where you wind up doing literally thousands of shows is something very rare, rare in the world of in the entertainment business for actors, if you get to be a major superstar, you may make a couple of dozen films. Um, if you're a journeyman actor, you may be fortunate enough to work with a theater company that does a different project, a different play every week or every week of the year or for part of the year. But nowhere else do you get an hour's worth of entertainment every single weekday. And... So those two things together, to be able to do it, to not have to go out on auditions and worry if you're going to get it and get turned down uh, for something maybe you really want for what could be a hurtful reason, you know, you're not pretty enough or not tall enough or whatever silly thing it might have been, just to be able to go into work every day and on both days of our lives, which you mentioned, and also in another world, although that's my shortest experience, and on General Hospital, my goodness, I worked with amazing actors. Do you think that this format, where you mentioned that it's it's one of a kind, where you can get a new story five days a week for mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. do you think that it's, we're being told, we're being led to believe that audiences don't want that anymore? Do you think that that's an accurate statement? I I don't know if this is wishful thinking or not. I suspect not because the format of the serial or the ongoing, unfolding, dramatic storytelling with continuing actors has been around forever. Um, Dickens wrote serialized uh, he would write what we now know as one chapter of one of his books, and everybody would come back. In the early, early days of films, there were what were called serials. Um, I, the only one name I can remember, but there were many of them. This is back in the day of talkies, was, I believe, called The Perils of Pauline, where you had one character that you loved, you identified with, you cared about, and Every week she was going to get into a different problem. I recently went with my husband, who is a member of the Motion Picture Academy. Over the summer they did a series of, uh, they did film noir and then they did silence. So you got to see a lot of things that 
were before your time. And I think that format, whether it's General Hospital or um, Desperate Housewives, which is leaving us, or Harry's Law, which is not, or Boardwalk Empire, they are all, in effect, serials, which is the format of soap opera. I believe it is one of the most compelling and historically one of the most loved by the audience uh, formats ever. It's hard for me to think that it would be gone. Now, if you look at reality shows, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, same format. Very much so. Yes, and I must admit, I watch some of those shows, but there are some that are just beyond bearing. They're so terrible. And I would like to think that the audience is going to get hungry for something with a little more substance, a little more art, a little more soul. And so I would like to believe that the format will not disappear. There is nothing that I can say about has more soul than the soap operas from the passion of the actors that you guys have that we see certainly to what the fans have. So Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity to give the fans what they like and to bring on my next guest, who is an Emmy-winning actress whose on-screen wedding was a small, intimate affair watched by 30 million people. (laughs) That's right. 30 years ago, the wedding of General Hospital's Luke and Laura was the place to be. It also made Jeannie Francis one of the most recognizable faces in television history. She's currently appearing on CBS's The Young and the Restless as Genevieve, and she has a guest-starring role with Denise in Pretty, the series. It's a hilarious web series that we're going to talk about during this next hour, but most importantly, I think her most important roles are those of wife and mom. So I'm humbled to say that she's taken some time out from all of that to be with us here today. Jeannie Francis, welcome to Soap Central Live. Maybe she hasn't taken time out to be with us here today. <laughs> oh, I know she was looking forward to it. Well, wait. Yep. Hi, Jeannie. Yep. You're on Soap Central Live. Or not. This is like one of those great soap opera cliffhangers where you're waiting for someone <laughs> to walk into the room and they don't. So what we'll do until we figure out what's going on, we're going to transition a little bit and talk about more about Pretty the Series. Okay. Because th- there is a lot of talk about uh, soap operas possibly moving online, that that could be the place that uh, maybe saves the format. We've had some bad news with Prospect Park not being able to do that with all my children and one life to live. So I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you, Denise, what do you know about the Internet and the way that content is being delivered on the Internet? Oh, Lord, so little. I um, When Stephen first told me he was going to, Stephen Silverman, first told me he was had created Pretty, and he told me about it, I really just listened to him, and I thought, oh, Lord, and I said to him, Stephen, I'm not your audience, which means I don't live on the Internet. I don't Facebook. I don't Twitter. I don't, I don't do any of that. I use it for business. I use Word. Um, but I'm not a person who is, is deeply involved with the Internet. Uh, I thought, I know he's talented, and I thought anything he did that he felt passionately about could very well find an audience, but I didn't have a clue. I have watched him 
over the last three years, and of course last year I got a little bit involved, and then this year a little bit more. I kind of had to hold my breath until I turned blue, but I'm, I won, and I'm there just <laughs> a little bit more. Um, I stand in awe watching what they do. I, I know that some people are getting sponsors. Some people are finding money coming to them corporately. Um, but Stevens has either self-financed the show or money has come in from the fans who want to keep it on the air. I mean, that's just, that's just astonishing to me. The outreach is amazing. The, what it has brought into my life of people, there's a whole group of people, both in the United States and particularly in Germany, who adore General Hospital but are about 15 years behind getting it regularly, who are deeply involved uh, on the Internet. And they've come into my life as, I, I'm, it's a time warp thing for me. I have to time travel with them because they know me from 1981, hmm. and I sort of have to figure out how to do that, and if I'm going to meet them, or they're going to be terribly disappointed because they don't look like that anymore. So it's an amazing new world. It's sort of like um, Alice in Wonderland falling and going through the looking glass, uh, falling down the hole, and waking up and trying as hard as she can to figure it all out. That's kind of me. So you've asked the wrong person. I think it is the future. I wouldn't be surprised to find everything and anything alive on the Internet. I can't imagine it going away. I know that it is a force for good in the world. I also know it can be a force for evil. I think we are all the human race. We are going to have to figure that out and try to keep the good and not have the bad do a lot of damage. I think the the human race is in such an evolutionary period now as things go to warp speed and how they develop. So I don't know that you're asking the right person because I'm sort of standing there saying, oh, my Lord, look at that. Wow. Oh, golly. Uh, excuse me, what did he just say? Uh, so that's me, kind of. That's not helpful at all, except I do believe in its future. I believe in its power, and I th- I'm quite sure... Just as we went from theater to film to television, uh, to radio, to television, that the next stage for the world of entertainment is out there on the web. Well, I'm out here on the web every day, and as you can see, we have some issues every now and again. We're going to try one more time and see what we can do here, and hopefully Jeannie is with us. Jeannie, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hi, can you hear me this time? I can. Thank you so much for taking some time out to be with us today. It's no problem. My pleasure. Well, we've got the reunion here. We've got Jeannie. We've got Denise. We've got Leslie. We've got Laura. It's a whole family reunion here. I have to ask, a lot of fans are wondering, uh, do either of you, do you remember the first time that you had an opportunity to work together? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I absolutely do remember. I was very nervous. It was my, you know, really, you know, I, I was not uh, trained or prepared or anything. I knew that Denise Alexander was the star of the show, and I definitely um, wanted her to like me. And uh, so I'll let Denise finish the story. <laughs> well, Jeannie and I, by the way, hi, baby girl. <laughs> Hello. Good hi. afternoon. Um, we tell it differently. I have to tell you, 
but it's basically the same story. So I'll tell my version, and then I want Jeannie to tell hers because it's, I think it's very funny. But there had been another girl playing the part of Laura. She was much younger. And um, while I think of myself as a tall, slim, and elegant person, uh, that's n- not so much. And at that time, I didn't have blonde hair, and I think I thought of myself as a blonde also. Um, and a lot, I think I'd seen a lot of people around, and I was really worried about height, obviously, because the first thing I said to her, we met in the hallway backstage, and somebody introduced us and said, this is Jeannie Francis, who will be playing your daughter. And I hope I said hello. I dearly hope I said welcome. <laughs> what I remember saying was, oh, good, you're shorter than I am. Now, Jeannie has to tell her version of the story because it's got a richer flavor. Oh, dear. All right. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. I was introduced, and she said to me, oh, good, you're shorter than me. And I knew it was a joke, and I, and I kind of laughed. But the fact is, I knew I wasn't because... <laughs> That's the thing. She was scrunching, and she, to this day, I have to tell her to scrunch because now she'll put on her highest heels and tower over me like... A head and a half, and I have to say to her, have we discussed this in the past? <laughs> These yeah. are the things that we love to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, the casting director had a note that the actress who played this part had to be under 5'3", and at the time, I was, I believe, 5'3 and a half, or 5'3 and three quarters. And I thought that was close enough that I could shrug a little or, you know, lean a bit and nobody would question it. Um, and I wanted to get the job. So essentially, you know, I came in with, uh-oh, I don't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to even notice I was a little over the height limit. <laughs> and she was scrunching because she definitely looked shorter than me. And I didn't <laughs> learn that until about three, four weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> That's, wow! That's wow! Just three or four weeks ago. Yes, we were we were doing a sort of premiere of the season of of Pretty at uh, Jeannie. Where were we? Disney. Uh, yeah, I think we. I can't remember Denise. We were yeah. in Burbank. It might have been Paramount. Maybe. No, 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 no. We were out. I'm pretty it was sure. Warner it was, Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner. That's where we were, and. Um, and she had on these 17-inch heels, and she's gotten a lot <laughs> taller once she thought she could get away with it. And so we were standing next to each other having pictures taken, and I think I came up to her clavicle or something. It was just, <sighs> I had to speak sharply to her. So she said, she looked at me and she said, what have I taught you, what have I taught you, what have I taught you? I said, I said nothing, and I quickly uh, did a plie. She did. And I came so down to her height. <laughs> <laughs> so the pictures that you see of that evening with the two of us kind of cheek by cheek are just a terrible lie. <laughs> I, you know what? Soap fans are used to having to deal with some of that stuff, so I don't think they'll hold it against you guys. But they are excited that you're working together again. I think a lot of fans may have wished it was on General Hospital, but let's talk about Pretty. For folks who maybe haven't checked it out yet, how would each of you describe it? Let me start with with Jeannie. How would you describe the craziness that is pretty? Mm. I I would call it just that. It's it's very broad uh, camp humor. It's very politically incorrect. 
no uh, ethnic group or group of any kind is safe, um, which makes it safe. You know, the poking fun at everyone. Um, and uh, it was a chance to do something for me that was, you know, I don't often get asked to do. So um, I had a good time with it. I think that it's uh, wildly funny and well worth, you know, the few minutes of time that it asks of you on the Internet. How did your uh, participation come about in this, Jeannie? Uh, Denise called me and said she had a friend, uh, Steve Silverman, and that every time she'd worked with him, it was a really wonderful experience and that, that he got her to do things that she'd never done before. And um, and I thought to myself, you know, Denise has never asked me for anything ever in my entire life, and she's been there for me every single time I've ever really needed someone. Uh, without fail, I went through a rough time a couple of years ago, and I was in L.A. in a hotel, and I talked to her on the phone, and she says, are you all right? And I said, you know, I'm really not. And she said, where are you? And I said, well, I'm in the, I think, the Peninsula Hotel or something like that. And she said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, for someone who has always been there for me at the drop of a hat all my life, this is the only other thing she's ever asked from me. So I said, you know, absolutely, I'm doing it. I can't tell you how guilty that has made me feel because what <laughs> if she didn't have a good time? Oh, my Lord. Can you believe she feels guilty? How come she doesn't crow? She should crow because she knows that I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must say that she, um, I, I don't know, this is mushy. Um, first of all, to work with Jeannie, it's like if you were a musician or a singer and you find the, the sound either from another instrument or voice that blends with yours and that the two of you together can just soar. That's what I found working with Jeannie. And so as a performer, that becomes so precious to you because Literally, it is touching the hem of God. It is beyond belief how you can feel doing that. So very, very precious place in my life. And she was this little girl. She was like 15 years old, I think, when I first met her. 15, Jeannie? 14? I was 14. 14. And so unbelievably sweet. A a mendacious liar about how tall she was, yes. (laughs) But you could not believe the sweetness and the goodness of this person. And she was there on her own in the midst of this very grown-up, very high speed, very high pressure, very, very high-powered world. And she grew up into this phenomenon, and you just wanted to put your arms around her and hold her. She didn't have a... Sweet sixteen party, you know. We had to I had to say she's got to have a sweet sixteen party, and and um, she was missing that whole part of life. She was loving what she was doing, I think, but she, I never, I don't think I ever said this to her, but I certainly in my heart adopted her. I didn't have my own daughter, and she had a perfectly good mother. So I'm sort of embarrassed to say this, but in my heart of hearts, the relationship on the screen. Mm, I flowed and spread into my being too. So, yeah, okay, I think that's that the relationship. I think the relationship on the screen was a fulfillment 
of both of our wishes. You know, yeah. I think we were both lacking something in our lives, and we found it together on screen, and we shared it with people, and that's why it's uh, that's why it's a bit bigger than life, and that's why people recognized it. I think also what would be fun for fans is if you take a look at my work and you take a look at Denise's work and you really analyze it, you can find places where I literally have stolen Denise Alexander's timing and some of her reading and certain bits of her style because I was young enough when I was working with her that she truly imprinted on me. And there's actually a moment of it in Pretty. I don't know if people realize it or not, but there is one uh, moment where I say TMI, too much information. I, you look at that reading, look how I did it. Even Denise, you look at it. And Good, really, I know. That's my favorite thing that you did in the whole show. That's because it's yours, honey. I totally stole your good stuff. <laughs> oh, I love that. You, you did that so well. Oh, we, we don't have that, but we do have a, a little bit of a clip of the two of you from Pretty the Series for fans to check out. It's an interesting dynamic, so let's cue that up, and everybody check out this clip from Pretty. So, what was your relationship like with your own mother? Oh, fun, 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 fun. How's yours? I'm not the one here for therapy. Imagine she's a wonderful mother. Actually, um... Kind, sweet, smart, accomplished, talented, highly regarded, but always, always, always has time to make cookies for her little girl. Not exactly. She was a bit more like you. What the hell does that mean? So this is an interesting uh, dynamic. Jeannie, you play a pageant therapist. What exactly is a pageant therapist? Uh, it was meant to be the voice of reason in this very zany piece. So um, <laughs> it was actually an easy thing to fulfill because they weren't really asking me to come in and be funny. They were asking me to come in and be realistic. Um, and that's what I went for. Um <laughs> So basically, you know, uh, it was meant to terrify the character of Michael uh, because <laughs> the producer felt that that would be the hardest thing for him to have to deal with is reality. Well, the thing that I like most about this is it seems that Dr. Kate is, uh, when I'm watching this, Dr. Kate makes all the same expressions and makes some of the same comments that I would make as I'm watching this web series. So uh, I think uh, talking about the voice of reason, <laughs> it certainly seems to be. Yeah, it was a good job for me, and it was something that um, I would definitely return to if I were asked. It was a very positive experience, and I felt when it was all said and done, I wished I'd had more time with them because it was uh, very creative. That's how they get you. That's how I felt last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, you know, it is the wonderful. The funny part of it is that they've, the Steve Silverman's of the world, the really smart guys, they've figured us out. They know that we'll come to work if it's fun, that we, you don't even have to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's <laughs> what we'd if like to hear on fun, this show. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true, man. If it's fun, we'll go. <laughs> we have something, hopefully that'll be fun for both of you. We have some fans who've called in who would like to speak to you and talk to you and maybe ask some questions. Uh, first up, uh, it's actually here in Philadelphia, of all places, uh, Andrea. Andrea, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you so much. This is an early Christmas present for me to speak to you two lovely ladies. And 
Um, I'm just getting over cancer treatment, so it's just terrific. Thank you for being here for us. And first I wanted to, I had a couple questions. I wanted to ask how can we, and how and when can we hear pretty? Uh, well, I believe that you can just log on to it and, and see it at any time. There are three episodes already that have uh, been aired uh, for this season, and I think if you just uh, do a Google search on Pretty the Series, you can get uh, access to it. Wonderful, and wow. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I'll give away my age. I've been watching uh, General Hospital since 1968, oh. and I used to watch Denise on Days of Our Lives when she was fighting over Doug Williams. Oh, yeah. So that tells you <laughs> many years. Neither one of you look uh, any older. You're only better. <laughs> and honestly, and um, I was wondering, it doesn't, I, I hate to be a pessimist, it doesn't look good for um, General Hospital to stay on the air because they're going to put Katie Carrick on in the afternoon, probably. If the show, unfortunately, would be canceled, would you ladies consider coming back at least for, you know, a short time so they can maybe tie up the loose ends? And we would love to see you, even though I watch you every day on The Young and the Restless as well <laughs> and uh-huh. enjoy every moment of it. Well, I can tell you that the way I feel about it is I'm more than happy to go and provide General Hospital and the fans with the happy ending that they would like to see as long as I don't have to give up my job on Young and the Restless to do it. So the, the decision really rests in the hands of CBS and the producers I currently work for if they'd be willing to free me up or loan me out, as it were, for, for a period of time. That would be wonderful. I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, not looking good. And I'd like to hear your reaction, Jeannie, on the fire, and all the fire, not the firing, the resignation of Brian Franz. He resigned? Yes, yeah, ma'am. Brian is We're going to... Silence. We want to make sure that we go to the next call. So thank you, Andrew, for calling in. Thank you. So we'll much get Jeannie to answer that as we move to the next holiday. caller. He did. Uh, Jeannie joined us a little bit later. He has stepped down uh, effective the end of January. He'll be uh, replaced. He, they don't have a new position for him, but uh, ABC Daytime is no more. It's being morphed into uh, another division that will focus mostly on the creation of uh, – non-scripted programming oh my god i had no idea when was this announced this uh, about maybe five hours ago oh oh my god this is a i'm learning of it i i absolutely had no idea wow uh wow i well uh, i don't know that i don't know that he's actually stepped down or perhaps he has just moved on to another part of his career because Brian's career, as, as I understood it, was starting to branch out into other areas. So um, it, it could be that this is just the closure of what was ABC's old daytime. It is certainly, regardless of how people feel about that particular decision, I think it's been a, a very emotional 2011 with cancellations of soaps and other rumors hanging overhead. And it, it's difficult for folks who really love this this format, this genre, to see that it isn't sort of what it was when we were talking about 30 million people watching a wedding. I know, I know. It's such a sad thing. It really is that something that uh, was so powerful at one time could have 
fallen so drastically. Um, I personally believe that as long as you have a time slot, you have the same opportunity to make the same thing happen again. I absolutely believe that. Um, so it, for me, it's sad. I, I hate to see anybody throw in the towel. Well, I know that, uh, I know, Jeannie, that your time is cutting down here. I want to give you an opportunity to, uh, thoughts on what's coming up for the holidays. Do you have any special holiday plans? And certainly, uh, something I've noticed for folks who maybe have somebody on their list who is difficult to shop for, there's a lot of good stuff at the cherished home that they can go in and certainly get some gifts for people who are hard to shop for. Oh, funny. You know, we did just reopen our website, and we are trying to um, get that part of our business going again. It's such a hard time in our economy, you know, and, and I'm really trying to just keep that going for the people in Maine who have come to rely on it as their income. Um, so, you know, sure, I mean, we, there are some fun shopping opportunities on the Internet, and we certainly would welcome anyone's visit to the store. We're going to be shut through winter and we're going to reopen hopefully with some new strength in uh, in June. And um, actually my time is okay. I feel guilty that I <laughs> missed the first bit. So I, I can be with you for a few minutes longer. Don't, right. don't worry about that. Okay. Let's take, uh, we have a, some, we have people lined up. So let's go to Ohio. I believe we have David. David, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. Hey David, you're Hello. on. The Am air. I on? Yes. Hey, hi. I'm not. I'm not hearing you go through my end, but um, I just wanted to first quickly say that I have watched um, General Hospital actually before either Denise or Jeannie first even came. I started around five or six years old with my mom, and I saw the very first episode of Denise, and I saw Jeannie's first episode, and uh, like they were saying, their chemistry was just absolutely incredible, and the way they worked off of each other as far as actors was just, it's just been a joy and an extreme pleasure to watch. They are both Actually, Denise, for as long as I've been watching GH, she still is my all-time favorite actress, period. Oh, and I'm watching so about 42 much. years Thank now. you. How sweet. So this and, is your um, chance, David. Do you have a question for I would say the same for, for you, and I'm wonderfully happy that you got a new job on Young and the Restless because I also I love Young and the Restless. I've been watching that show for 23 years, and I'm glad that now you have a stable job there. And, of course, we would love to see you come back to wrap that up. But I, but I would just say I'm just happy. Do not, you know, don't feel pressure. If it's going to cause trouble with where you are now, just stay with where you are now because, you know, ABC is really, really not the best environment right now, unfortunately. And I'm just happy to see you with a wonderful job. I love the character of Genevieve as well. So it's just, it's it's great for me either way. Oh, thank you, David. That is so kind of you. I think it means a lot, you know, to, it means an awful lot to me that you're willing to support me, even if it's not playing Laura. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But I, too, would love to be there for the happy ending and the, the wave goodbye when this ends. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, it, I have to do right by the people who I have signed my contract to. And um, so I leave the decision in, in CBS's hands. Well, thank you so much for calling, David. Jeannie, really quickly, for folks who maybe haven't made the move to see what's going on with your character on The Young and the Restless, can you give us a little bit of information about Genevieve and uh, maybe what fans can expect when they tune in? 
Well, right now the fans can expect a really cool story because we're in the middle of um, uh, sort of a, a, a threesome. There's someone uh, who is uh, pretending to be someone they are not. And um, I think actually Genevieve's life uh, could be in jeopardy, and you know it's going to it's going to turn into sort of a uh, sort of a thriller, if you will, for maybe a, a novella period, maybe six weeks or something like that. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think that Genevieve came on as an angry, bitter woman who had been so wronged by a um, by a man, by her husband, and this is sort of the story of her, you know, getting a happy relationship in her life, softening up again, and there's a new threat, and the new threat is coming from within her own house, that it will become sort of a thriller, I think. Um, I do not know how it ends. I hope I get to live, because I'd like to keep my job. (laughs) You know, you don't know. All I know is that it will be exciting for uh, a good couple of months. I think they've got some hefty story there. We have time for one more quick caller. Uh, I'm not sure where they're calling from, but it's Michael. Michael, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, hi. I'm calling from Atlanta. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, This is a reunion that I just never thought I could be able to witness either on screen or on the Internet. I'm just so excited, and it's a funny time for me because I had my 30-year high school reunion last Saturday and of course that's back in the probably one of the heydays for General Hospital and of course I was watching back then and kind of grew up along with uh, Jeannie and Laura and all that. I'm just so excited to speak with both of you. Thank you. Oh, thank you uh, so much. <laughs> I, I do remember, I understand Denise is quite the animal lover and animal rights advocate and I'll let you know I've Adopted my two dogs from our local animal shelter. Oh, good uh, I think you they make the best pets. Um, I uh, uh, just a couple of comments, I guess. I, I agree with what Denise was saying earlier about reality, non-scripted shows versus scripted. Uh, some can be well made, but uh, in terms of the non-scripted. But I think there's something for me, and I'm sure for other people. I hope as well that. I think a scripted serialized program makes a difference because you you know that these aren't real people behaving badly and doing all these crazy things as opposed to thinking that there really are people out there that are living their lives this actual crazy way. Mm-hmm. I think the escapism of that uh, really resonates. So, I also think Michael- it's more fun to tell a story for a reason than, you know, if they... Uh, want to shine a light on something that the theater is artistic and, and, you know, a scripted drama is meant to give a message. And, you know, these are just peeking into, peering into people's lives in, in a voyeuristic way. It's kind of creepy to me. Oh, I think so too. Oh, I'm glad I'm really not the only one. <laughs> I agree with both of you. I think uh, the problem with the, with the new genre is that they people usually don't have lives that are that filled with drama every moment, and they have to force it. They have to put people together in situations that are going to be difficult. It's going to be artificial. It doesn't come out of anything that's natural, and I think a lot of the times we see the people involved getting caught up in it and 
losing their sense of who they are and thinking, oh, I'm a big star now and I'm very important, and that changes who they are and how they behave. And it, and do you find the audience pulling away from that? Yes, yeah, I, I agree, Denise. I think it, it could take advantage of people, uh, you know, for the sake of ratings. Um, it's not it's a little bit like going back to the Roman Colosseum. Yeah. Uh, I find the whole thing very distasteful, and I'll be the first to say it, very distasteful. I agree. Well, thank you, Michael, so much for calling in. I, I want to give both of you an opportunity since obviously there are so many people who want to be able to get through but won't be able to uh, fit into this hour. We'll start off with Jeannie. Do you have a message that you'd like to share with your fans? I just want to tell them that I love them, and I love them for supporting me through this career um, that that uh, has given me so much joy and and that I it's only because of them and their uh, support of me that I can continue to do something which I believe is the only thing I do well. I think God gave me one gift, <laughs> and and I really think that, that this is it. So uh, I'm just grateful to each and every one of them for continuing to tune in and support me. And Denise, we'll turn it over to you. Goodness, I just love her. She's just wonderful. Um, <laughs> I love you. You're wonderful. Um, she's very... I know what she means. Yes, the one thing I do really well, I would agree. But Jeannie is an extraordinary mother. And her shop that she talked about, you have to take a look at that, the artistry of that and the beauty of it. And her intelligence and her growth as a person and all of that, there's a lot more going on there than just being a wonderful actor. But she is an extraordinary and fantastic actor. And I know exactly what she means. I would also... Uh, love to say to the fans who have in such strength come back into my life i'm not well i am i'm pretty but i'm not i'm i don't have a venue other than that i've moved a little away from the thing i loved so much and to find that they are still there still loving us is um is such a richness and such a beautiful gift of love, and I would like to say to every single one of you, I thank you and love you back. And are there, for either of you, are there other projects that fans can check you out in? Uh, are there any uh, causes or any charities that you might want to uh, raise awareness of that the fans should know about? Um, well, for me, the fans should know that um, I've got another Hallmark movie coming out. It's a uh, Third sequel to The Note. I'm not sure what they're titling this one, but it's, I think it's meant to be a Mother's Day movie. So my, my fans can look forward to that. And other than that, please just tune in to Y&R and check us out because um, it's starting to get really good. <laughs> and I will say, if you haven't seen Pretty, do take a look at it. It is truly bizarre. And it is outrageous humor. Stephen calls it a mockumentary. Um, there's the most delicious episode on right now that involves a um, mobile home. And uh, it, it just gets better all the time. And, um, oh, I just came to a screeching halt there because I was remembering a scene I loved. Um, oh, spay and neuter your pets, 
please make adoption your first option rather than going and buying an animal. There are far too many beautiful, beautiful creatures being killed. Nobody wants to do that, but there isn't enough room for all of them. So if you want to open your heart to a pet or six, um, look around at the shelters, look around at the wonderful rescue groups in your area. Jeannie Francis and Denise Alexander, I want to thank you both so much for taking time out to be here today to talk about all things soap, to talking about uh, pretty. It's meant so much to me and certainly to all the folks who are listening. Well, thank you. We had a wonderful time. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. And for folks out there, if you would like to check out Pretty, you can go to prettytheseries.com and check out episodes. Or as they said, there are three episodes of this third season. There are also two previous seasons that you can check out at your leisure, get caught up. It's a lot of fun. It's absolutely uh, just as we were saying, it's, it's craziness, but in a great way. Of course, The Young and the Restless airs weekdays on CBS. Check your, check your local listings for the time and channel in your area. There are now 99 episodes of Soap Central Live for you to check out. You can do that at soapcentral.com slash radio. You can download them or stream them live for free anytime you'd like. We'll be having our big 100th episode bash next week, and then coming up after that, Michael Muni from The Young and the Restless will be here in two weeks. So for all of you out there, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in every Friday for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.